All right, Bob. So I'm a business leader. I'm a CEO. Everyone's talking about this new hot topic, AI. I have all these question marks. I'm maybe I'm afraid. Where where do I start? What do I do? What's the best advice you can give me right now? Well, first off, as a CEO, you're not alone. Okay. Uh, that's the number one question I'm getting asked about right now is AI. How do I roll this out inside my company? How do I get my team to embrace AI? How do I have a culture of AI inside my organization? Yes. And luckily, there are six simple steps that you can take your company through, and that's how you roll AI. Let's dive into them. You're listening to the Endless Customers Podcast, where we help you earn trust and win customers in the age of AI. Welcome back to the show, everybody. My name is Alex Winter, and today we are talking about AI, but more specifically, how you as a CEO or leader can create a culture of AI within your organization. And I have Bob Ruffalo, founder and CEO of Impact here, and also an AI fanatic that I can't wait to talk to because I feel like you've accomplished this here within our organization. And I think you're going to really be able to help a lot of other CEOs and business leaders yeah. do exactly the same thing. Well, happy to be on the show. It's my first time. So I see CEO of Impact. I can't believe I haven't been on the show yet, but I love the new studio. So I'm excited to chat about this topic with you guys today. Yeah, we're really happy to have you. And this will be the first of many. So first yeah. time, but definitely not the last time. Yeah. And, and you're right. AI, listen, it's it's the hot thing in the media right now. It's been a year since uh, ChatGPT dropped and we've seen so much evolution with AI and all these new tools are coming out. And you know, as a CEO, CEO of my organization, I'm saying, okay, well, how do we do this? How do we embrace this inside of our organization? How do we take advantage of this? And I know I'm certainly not the only one because I think all CEOs right now are saying, how do we do this inside of our organizations? And, you know, I think as I've studied this and I've looked at organizations that are doing it well, right, by the way, there's still very few organizations like us that are small to mid-sized businesses that are doing anything really with AI. It's still very early. And, but when I look at the ones that are doing it well versus the ones that are, are still trying to figure that out and they haven't, there's a very clear difference. That's what we're going to talk about today. I'm really excited to dive into this because I feel like there's one of two, uh, two sides to this equation. People either are really excited to adopt it yeah. or people are thinking that it's like Skynet and the world's going to end and they're yeah. going to lose their jobs and they're not going to be able to continue to function like they normally do. So let's just dive right in because you had talked to me earlier about that there's six steps. There's really like six major things that as a leader, as a CEO, you need to be thinking about right. in order to create this culture that's going to get people excited about AI and wanting to adopt it. So yeah. you want to kick us off with where we start there? Yeah, yeah. And before we even get to the six steps, I, I, you know, I think... As CEOs, we often will go to events, we'll go to conferences, we'll see things and we're saying, okay, this is what our organization needs to do. And we try to take a very top-down approach, okay. make it a priority inside of our organization. And these six steps are going to flip that upside down. What we actually have to do is create a bottom-up approach to AI inside of our organizations. So it's not us as the CEOs and senior leaders going out and trying to find all these tools and all these techniques and saying, okay, I want you doing this and you doing this and you doing this. That doesn't work. It doesn't work because we're not in the day-to-day -day jobs of what these people are going through. They are so much closer to their frontline work, whether it be accounting or marketing or sales, customer service, whatever it might be, they're so much closer to it. So the six steps we're going to go through today are how do you flip that upside down? So if I'm picking up what you're putting down, it sounds like th this bottom-up approach, is, it's really kind of backwards because normally it's top-down. You lead by example, leadership sets the tone, people follow. You can't really tell people what to do in this type of scenario. You really need that buy-in and you need to get them to discover it on their own so that they want to do this thing and they're bought into it. And that might not be so easy. So how did you do that and how yeah. do you get people to do that in, inside your organization? Well, that's right. So step one is you have to get them excited. And the way you get people excited is by educating them. 
Uh, the way we did it here at Impact was we got everyone together. We had a fun experience and we just showed them what's possible, what's already out there in the world. We showed demo videos uh, here in our environment. We use HubSpot. I know a lot of our listeners also use HubSpot. HubSpot had great keynotes at Inbound, uh, talking about where AI is going and talking about the product updates that are going to have AI uh, rolled out into the product with HubSpot AI. Um, a lot of our staff hadn't seen that, but it, it's a message from us that, that, hey, we want you to watch this. We want you to see what's possible. We want you to get excited about it. We want you thinking about how can you use these tools in your job every single day. Uh, and if you're not using HubSpot, you know, you're using the other tech, you know, other software. You might be using Salesforce. You might be using other custom software your industry is using. And that software may be rolling out AI features. That's another way of doing this is, is show the demo features of, of what's rolling out in the products you're already using. But also pull other examples. I mean, show them how they can create avatars uh, of themselves. Show them how they create audio clips. Uh, I saw a great demo video of a tool called air.ai. And it really runs an entire sales call. Now, it's scary. It's going to be scary to some of these folks. But to some people in the room, they're going to get extremely excited. They're going to start thinking, like, how can I use this in my everyday job? How can I use GPT to make my uh, billing or my AR better? How can, you know, they're going to get their, their gears turning a little bit. And that's the idea is you want to just inspire them. And that's really step one. It's just bring materials to your team. It's educating them what's out there in the world and get your team inspired by that. And it's going to create, you know, it's a little bit of, a, of leadership making sure that they're cheerleading saying, this is fun. This is, this is where the world's going. And we can be taking advantage of this. Make your jobs easier today. That's great advice. I love that. And I can speak to that from what, what I've learned and my education and my journey of learning through AI and through, the, through the, the example that you guys have set just here within our culture. I was a little scared too. I really was. And you don't really know if it's going to take your job or how it's going to affect your job. And that fear is usually because you don't understand. That's right. So the more you can learn and the more you can educate, the less fear and the, and the way that like it shifts. Now, yeah. now I'm more excited about it than ever because it's really going to help me do my job faster, better, stronger, all those things, right? And if step one is get everyone excited, then you're talking about step two already, which okay. is you got to yeah. let everyone know this is now part of your job. It's expected of you to experiment with AI in your day-to-day -day work, having time set aside every single week. Um, but also you got to address all the concerns that people are going to have while you're doing that. So it's making sure that everyone knows it's part of their job and that you're addressing their concerns. That's step two. And what, you know, when we think about the concerns, I mean, there's lots of concerns that people are going to have as they're looking through AI. Um, you know, first off, I was like, why is the company making us do this? Are they just trying to make more money? Are they expecting me to do more work in my day-to-day -day jobs? You can answer all these things and just answer it as honestly and directly as you possibly can. It's like, listen, all businesses are going to have to take this seriously. If we don't, we're going to, we're not going to survive. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to get crushed by our competitors and go a lot faster and us be a lot more efficient, a lot more profitable, stealing our customers. So we must embrace this or else we're going to die. You know, of course the other big concern that everyone is always going to have is AI, is AI going to take my job? And I love the way Darmesh addressed that at inbound this year. He said, yeah, AI is going to take your job, <laughs> but it's going to give you a better job. It's what he said. And the mindset here is if you are resistant to AI right now, if you're an employee and you're resistant to AI and you're saying, I don't want to do this. Like I'm a writer. I just going to continue writing the way I, I do. I'm a developer. I want to develop the way I always did. That's where you have to be scared. It's going to disrupt knowledge worker jobs and, and not in like five years, like in the next 12 months. Oh, wow. It's already happening. Mm -hmm. You know, we're already seeing jobs being removed. 
especially if you're writers. Writers are the ones that are being most impacted. Um, but administrative jobs, uh, I mean, there's so many jobs that can be replaced by AI now. It's the people that embrace AI. And if you're a writer and you're using all the tools and you're finding more efficiencies, you're creating better content you've ever created before because you went out and you found the tools and you're pumping out more high-quality content or whatever the objective is that the business has, you're achieving that objective faster, better than you ever had before, which is really what's most important because I know everyone's going to say, like, well, we don't need an unlimited amount of content. It's you're achieving what the business needs to achieve better and faster than you ever had before because you've embraced AI. Those are the people that are going to win. And they're going to find right. their jobs are shifting from doing a lot of the button pushing to doing a lot more of the creative parts of that. Yeah. So the idea here is you have to address these concerns with your staff, but you also have to mandate this is part of your job. It's going to be part of your performance review. And if you're not doing it, you're probably hurting the company. You're going to hold us back. And as leaders, we're going to have to be willing to accept the fact that if we have people that are going to put their hands up and they're being resistant. We might need to replace them with somebody's going to come in figure out how to use AI in every single thing that they do because that's going to be the mass in the next few years is that people will be figuring out how to use it just like people have figured out how to use email and use the internet use social media like the next thing is AI so right. so were there laggards during those times yes sure I don't use email I use fax right like okay those people didn't last that long I don't use a CRM I still have my Rolodex and I still you know shake hands and kiss babies right those yeah. people don't last that long in this fast-moving digital environment we're living in. So yeah. go find the people that love the CRM and love AI. And they're going to be fully willing to embrace this. Um, but again, the mandate here is now part of everyone's job. You have to do it. And let's address any concerns you have so to make sure that we make this happen. Right. And working it into their their day-to-day, -day, their, their not just the strategy, but how they're measured for success and how their KPIs play into using this and leveraging this new tool. That's right. Wow. Now, step three, we don't want this to become the wild, wild west in our company, right? Okay, yeah, so, explain explain what that is. So, you know, If you think about it, you know, okay, so it's like everyone go use AI and, you know, people are going to be spending a lot of money on different tools and they're going to be, you know, producing things that are off brand and they're going to be creating risk for the company. So, Or maybe like leaning too much into GPT where it changes the voice and messaging of the company. Like those things are right. all important to really think about. Yeah, And, and, and the... The simple step three is you just got to give your team guidelines. Okay. Guidelines they can stay within. And I've seen guidelines that are very well documented. Um, I know uh, Paul Reitzer has shared some examples. Um, Paul Reitzer from Macon. From, uh, from Marketing AI Institute, yes. Excellent. Um, so I've seen some great examples. Uh, you know, I think it was the town of, or the city of Boston. They, they said, hey, we're going to lean to AI here. And they put out some guidelines and, and it was very, very well thought out. It was documented and detailed. Um, but the way we took an approach here at Impact is we like acronyms. We think things should be simple and easy and memorable. So we created an acronym called SAFETY. Listen, we have these guidelines because we want to keep the company safe. Um, so if we go through what the acronym SAFETY stands for versus SECURE, which is just a reminder to everyone, hey, check the terms and conditions and, and the policies of any tool that where you're putting data in. You know, remind everyone you might have uh, non-disclosures with certain customers. You have private information inside your organization. So just educate everyone what is safe to upload into these tools and what's not safe and, you know, and, and have everyone make sure they're, they're looking at the tools and being as safe as they possibly can. Absolutely. Um, so that's number one, keeping things secure. Um, number two is assistive. 
um, and, and not autonomous, which means you got to keep the human in there. Um, I like to say that AI stands for assistance and insights. So it provides every single one of your employees assistance that can help them do their job faster and extra insights they otherwise wouldn't have had. I love that. And your team needs to be using these as assistants, not replacing their job, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I might have to steal that. I'm just, I love that. That's really good. Uh, the third one, third F, yeah. F and, and safety is for fact checked um, because there's a little thing that AI does called hallucinations. Um, I like the way Darmesh said this at Inbound too. It's like, you know, sometimes AI will make things up just like some humans do, right? <laughs> so at the end of the day, you're responsible for whatever you're generating out of AI that you're checking it for facts, whether it's creating scripts for you or creating content for you or videos, whatever it is, you don't want to put anything in the world that's not true because AI will think it's true because of everything it knows, it will think that's true. At the end of the day, it's up to you and the brand to make sure you're putting out what's true. Yeah, and establishing that accountability. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For uh, the next one is uh, experiment, which we're going to talk a little bit more in a little bit. Uh, T is for transparent, which is just letting, you know, having the guidelines on your site or just saying, hey, listen, our policies, this is how we're using AI in our work. Um, and then the last one is like your expertise matters. You know, we talk a lot here about they ask, you answer. Uh, and it's bringing your voice, your perspective, your worldview, your soul to every piece of content you create. And that is really going to be the differentiator, especially in the content marketing world in the future, is the companies that just use GPT and just paste what it produces. We're going to know very soon that this is just GPT content. We could already sense it when we read it. It's like it doesn't have the same soul, the same feel. It's getting better, but it's doesn't replace the worldview and perspective that is unique to your organization of, of the stories that you know from working with your customers and doing your job and having the wins and successes. So use it, have it outline, have it find efficiencies in producing the content for you, um, but never ever lose the expertise that you bring to the organization or that your, your organization brings to the world. So that's our acronym uh, safety, secure, assistive, fact-checked, Experiment, transparent, and your expertise matters. I love that. I love that. It still keeps it human, but it really allows you to leverage AI to to the maximum while staying within these guidelines and keeping keeping your branding, your company, your culture, what it's always been. It's just like leaning into it further. Yeah. All right, so what's the next step? After well, we, and before we go to the next step, sure. I would just say too, that's a, a simple model that you can rip off and use. You can use any of this that we're, we're sharing here. Um, or you can make up your own. You can totally you can make up your own. Right. Yeah, I think the the idea here is that you want to give your entire team parameters that they could stay within, mm-hmm. so they could say feel confident experimenting with AI and using it in their day to day jobs, but knowing that they've got some direction from leadership to make sure they're not going too far out or they're going to do any harm to the business. And you might want to revise this from time to time as well. So you might have your first draft, and you know, listen, just like as any a new in- initiative, things may go wrong. I know AI seems scary, but you got to embrace. You got to start somewhere. You know, what's the worst really that could happen? I mean, yes, protect against those things. Get ahead of them to the best of your ability. But as you learn and you go, just hone in your guidelines a little bit. Um, but my recommendation would be to keep them as simple as you possibly can. That's a great recommendation. And like anything, it's the first The first one's always maybe a little messy, and then you get better and better as you iterate, and it's, it's progress, not perfection. For sure. Yeah. Sure. 
All right, so you asked about the next step. Yeah, what's the next step here? Um, next step is you got to identify an AI champion inside your organization. Okay. So that's that cheerleader, that's that champion, somebody that has a direct line to senior leadership or to the CEO mm-hmm. um, that has their eyes and ears open about all the AI usage going on inside the company, can be there to coach and guide people as they're saying, hey, I want to start looking at how I can use AI to do this part of my job better. Somebody that they can bounce ideas off of and maybe help make sure we're staying within the guidelines but also can report back to CEO, senior leadership. This is what's working. This is what's winning. They probably have their own uh, time block in company meetings, like an all hands meeting that says, hey, listen, we're going to talk about the biggest wins we had in this uh, in the last month around AI inside the company. Um, gets everyone all riled up and excited and keeps this initiative alive. It's a very simple step here. It's a critical step if you really want to keep this up and going. Yeah, and for... For leaders and for the CEOs, because every industry and business is a little different. How did you select somebody within the company, and yeah. how would you recommend go about doing that? Because it might might seem a little technical or a little out of out of like the general scope of for some businesses. So, how would you go about selecting somebody like that? You know, I'm pretty straightforward. It's like I just go find that person that's already so juiced up. They're already experimenting. They've already found some wins, and they're constantly like dropping information to me. And it's like, you know, you, you could spot that person in your company pretty easily. Yeah. Um, if you don't have somebody, you might want to bring somebody in from the outside. So maybe next time you fill a role, find somebody that is more uh, excited about AI and they're willing to bring that in and, and have this additional uh, responsibility on them. Um, but you'll you'll find those people inside the company. They exist, especially in our space. I mean, we're a little bit more digital savvy. savvy. So, you know, we have people all over the company that have been experimenting this for a while and they're, you know, very, very loud about AI. Um, and that's what we need. And if you have more than one person, I think that's okay too. You can have an AI committee. You know, you can oh, have, cool. you know, and, and I know um, a lot of businesses have done that. They have a little committee and they, then they work together. So so they're having a regular meeting saying, how can we keep this alive? But at least have one champion, if not a small team that's working on this. Great advice. I love that. All right. What's the next step? Next step. Uh, we talked about you want everybody to experiment. So you got to give them a process. Um, I like having a process because, um, and, and not just a process, but a documented process. That's the, probably the most important part um, because you want to know what you're actually doing with AI inside your company. You want to have a record of that. You want people to say, okay, I want to try this because I think it's going to do this. So give them the process they can follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, most importantly, you want to measure the results on both the macro level. Like, all right, we did this experiment. Did it work or did it not? Did we get any gains from it? Well, and then from a, uh, a, 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 so that was a micro level. And from a macro level would be across the entire organization. It's like, all right, we did this AI initiative. We did this workshop a year ago. We told everybody it's now part of their jobs. One year later, what happened? Can we sum up all of our results? So the way I recommend that you do that is just follow the, the scientific method. So one, you know, tell your employees to document what's the problem, what's the opportunity. Two, what's your hypothesis? Define those metrics for success. And again, you're just following right through this. This is my uh, experiment plan. If they need budget because they want to try a new software, a new tool, or they need to move some resources around and and they need some budget and they need approval for that, Mm -hmm. part of the the process, this is how you get approval for this. So that way we're all operating off the same system here. Um, What's the potential impact? Run that experiment. And then once the experiment has been run, document the results, probably the most important part. So you're measuring the success of your AI initiative. And of course, the last step is to share the findings across the entire company. So it's a very, very simple process. And I, every time now we talk about AI and someone's like, hey, I'm, 
I'm going to try this. My first question is, did you document it? And, and please make sure you document because we want to have records of all this. And now we probably, I think we've had like seven or eight documents just in the last month turned into our senior leadership team of meaningful AI experiments going on inside the organization. I'd like to see that even ramp up more. Yeah. No, it makes, it makes a lot of sense too because having this documentation and this, this process in place, it's really data that allows you to see if there's results and what those results yield and if it's worth leaning into it more or if you need to cut or whatever the case may be. That's exactly It right. really gives you those insights that you normally, it would just be kind of floating in the ether and it becomes more subjective than actual data. Which leads us to our last and final step. Okay, what's that? So if you want this behavior to actually happen in your organization, you have to reward this behavior. Okay. So what we did here at Impact is we created a $5,000 prize. CEO's discretion, which makes it really easy for all of you CEOs, right? CEO's discretion. I have say, do I want to get part of it? Do I want to give it out once a month? Do I want to give out multiple a month or zero in any month? It's completely up to me, but it's a message to all my employees that run the experimentation process. Use it in your job, use the process, document your findings. And if it's meaningful, whether it was successful or, or not successful, but it was still meaningful to this organization, I'm going to give out the $5,000 prize. So I'll give you an example here. Um, we do content training with our clients. Uh, and one, part of our job as content trainers, especially in the beginning, is that we review all the content that our clients write and produce and they turn into us before they publish it. Um, it's part of our, our teaching process. And then they get that system down, they're good to go. Right. Um, as you're thinking about AI and GPT, you're like, well, this is, there's obviously ways here that we can build something that could probably make the content review process a lot easier, which is what Mandy York, one of our content trainers here, decided to do. She built a chatbot and she put all the criteria that she looks for when reviewing content so she can upload client content and it will review it to all the standards and provide actionable feedback. Is it 100% yet? No. But sure. you know this is the way impact is going to be going. That's so cool. We're though. looking for that in every area of our business. Wow. She documented the process. She turned it in and she will be getting that $5,000 prize. Um, and now once you reward that first one, you're sending a message out to all of your employees. This is important. We're taking this seriously. We want you experimenting too. Right. Well, in a way you're, you're gamifying it. You're creating this friendly competition internally within your organization yeah. that's going to motivate people and push people to collaborate more and learn these tools and implement these tools and, and work the, the process that you've, that you've outlined. That's, that's right. fascinating. That's right. Wow. I want to mess around with this chat bot that you were talking about. <laughs> we're going to have to talk to Mandy after this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. So let's recap six steps. Yeah. So six steps. One, you got to educate all of your employees. Number two, you have to make sure everyone knows that's part of their job and address any concerns they have at that moment. Three, you need to give them guidelines. We recommend safety, but you can come up with whatever guidelines you want as long as everyone knows, as long as we stay within these parameters, we're good to go and we can experiment within these parameters. Four, find that champion that's got that direct line to the CEO and is, is coaching everyone with AI throughout the organization and is celebrating the wins. Five, give your employees that process they can follow. We recommend the scientific method. Uh, and most importantly, you're measuring all the results on every experiment and on the whole of all your AI initiatives across the company. And number six, make sure you're rewarding these, pro these experiments, the ones that are successful or not, but as long as they're meaningful, make sure you're rewarding them and keep that behavior up and going inside the organization. 
All right, so Bob, those were the six steps. Last question that I have here. How, I'm sure, I'm sure people are wondering this and they're gonna wanna know this. How do they roll this out to their company? How can they get started right now they watch this video. What's the first thing they do as soon as as soon as they're on to the next step? Yeah, luckily you can go pretty fast with all this, and I, that's what you know. I think as CEOs, we all need to be doing. AI is coming. It's coming fast. We need to embrace this fast. And the best way to do this is actually through a workshop, where you go through all six of these. Uh, first part of the workshop is all to excite and inspire. The second part of the workshop, you go through the rest of it. You go through the process, the guidelines. You go through. You know, you introduce the reward. You go through the rest of the steps in the, the second half of that. Um, impact here we offer this as a workshop we've done several of these now and we can do many many more they've been very impactful and we're really excited to be offering this um, so you can have one of our impact coaches come to your organization and specifically do this workshop with you they'll meet with you beforehand and help you shape up your guidelines shape up your your process address any concerns you have maybe even uh, help you customize the content you're going to show in terms of exciting if you're using certain software we can start helping you craft how we're going to present this. And then they could run the entire workshop for you because, you know, you could be a prophet to the world, but no one's going to listen to you in your own backyard, right? That's so right. So as a CEO, you're probably, your team's probably sick of hearing you rolling out new <laughs> things. So it's always better to have somebody from the outside come in as an expert that can roll this out for you. Um, and, and, you know, I've seen time and time that when I bring outside speakers into the impact team, they tend to listen a little bit better than... You know, now I'm sitting here saying, I've been saying this for a while, but it's like, yeah, but this guy knows what he's talking about. It's like, all right, whatever. That, that works for me. <laughs> it's so true. Is, it's, so, it's so true. So yeah. if you want an impact coach to run a, run a workshop for you, um, all you have to do is just book a call with us. Go right through our website, book a call, uh, mention you want to talk about AI and, and rolling out a workshop, and one of our coaches will be responsive to you very fast, and we'll, we'll help you map out your whole AI uh, implementation process. Bob, I've already learned so much just from talking with you. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for your time. If you can, just look at the camera, let them know where they can find you, and if they have any further questions, how they can get in touch with you. You can find me at impactplus.com. I'm there, LinkedIn. Uh, send me a message, and uh, love to chat with you. All right, and that's our show. So thank you for tuning in to the Endless Customers Podcast. We really appreciate you listening, and we will see you on the next episode. And hey, don't forget that we have episodes every Monday and Wednesday releasing on all major platforms. So be sure to go subscribe. That way you won't miss out on how you can earn trust and win customers in the age of AI.